0: Good morning. Oh man, <laughs> it is um, good to be here. I am quite thankful for the opportunity um, to preach, especially on this passage. Uh, just a little bit about um, when you know we kind of gathered and we talked about the next series to talk about finding the the art of finding joy in Philippians, and we were you know just breaking down the passages to see how long um, this the series was going to run. And um, this verse, you know, Dan they, would they say, hey, can you preach on this day? And it landed on this verse. And this verse is important to me because, man, at the heart of the gospel, at the heart of who God is, is this communal Trinitarian God. So unity you know it 's so important this verse is, talks about how we 're to strive with one another for the faith of the gospel, you know going side by side and so growing up in um, Georgia, I uh, grew up with this church uh, we had probably eight hundred members on paper uh, this the, you know everything seemed like it was going well. Um, I became you know the unofficial non-paid pastor pretty much, but I was just running the youth group uh, doing a lot of different things and then also you know, helping um, in the States. We uh, had, what is that? Um, we had different regions, so you would have um, different states come together to do to this region events and stuff like that, and it was always really good. It was always really powerful. There was something that was good when you know we joined together as churches to lift God up, right? to make him worthy. And so, you when know, we stopped doing that and then I felt that this disconnect and um, the churches around the area, there was a lot of, you know, churches that began to fracture. There was other, you know, our own issues within our own church as well. And so, I, you know, just these divisions, you know, that were happening and your heart, it's like, you know, this is the body of Christ. You know, we shouldn't divide. And so, You know, when this verse came, you know, feel like God gave it to me. Uh, I went and you know, just kind of started to gather some of the youth leaders, gather some of the other leaders together, and we just you know started to host a conference with the hope that we can come along, each other side by side for the faith of the gospel in life and in ministry. So it meant a lot to me to get to preach this verse to you guys. We are in the heart of finding, I mean, the art of finding joy. Um. A part of that is our BLG groups, right? We're talking about unity. We're talking about this verse that calls us to strive together side by side. And our BLG groups, uh, we're you know, making teams, and we're talking about uh, how to find joy in transformational Bible study, how to find joy in personal devotion, and we're talking about, you know, how to find joy in serving, serving others. And lastly, in May, you know, we want to just do these joy projects just to bless and bring mental health awareness as well. You know, how do we find joy in these things? So as, you know, I was thinking about the stuff, you know, a relationship, family. I don't know about you guys, but how many of you like to cook? <laughs> A little, you know, not not too many that I saw. Uh, me personally, me personally, um, I like to eat. I don't <laughs> like to cook. You can probably tell I like to eat. I've been blessed with uh, a wife that's a good cook as well. And so, for me, you know, this whole cooking idea is just a chore, right? You know, I don't want to do this, but, you know, we got to do this in order to get to the food. And so, so you know, just, oh, man, I was in, the, in this season where, you know, I was laid off and I had plenty of time to do the cooking, um, but at the same time, you know, it was just a chore, so, you know, I didn't become good at it, I didn't enjoy doing it when I was doing it, but, um, we you know, looking at just, you know, my marriage, and it's like, how can you know, me and my wife, we do more things together and stuff, Uh, fellas, if you ever, um, let's see, if you, (laughs) I won't say it, so I'll just move forward, Um, (laughs) keep keep myself safe, but um, if, um, so yeah, this whole cooking thing, right, so I started to cook a little bit, and then, um, what, in the beginning, when we first got married, I would, you know, go around the kitchen with my wife, you know, wanted to spend some time with her and try to help out. And she would just always push me out of the way. I mean, You're in the way, you know, let me cook, let me do my thing. And so, um, when I had a chance and I started cooking, man, I, you know, I was like, okay, you know, can't be that hard. All right? just grab some, grab whatever I liked, you know, chop it up. <laughs> Throw it into the... You guys laugh. Throw it into the pan. Turn on the fire. And just, yeah, you know, stir a little bit. Put on some, you know, whatever sauce that I like. And then it happens, you know. Bam, I got food. <laughs> so I did that. Yeah, and um when Doshi came home, she refused to eat. <laughs> and I tasted it. I was, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. And so... Yeah, I mean, we're talking about finding joy, we're talking about transformational Bible study, personal devotion, serving. You know, it's, it's like, oh, man, it takes more than just throwing things together, right? It takes, in, um, you know, taking initiative, you know, actually studying and learning how to study, learning how to do devotion. Sometimes things just don't happen, right? I'm the type of person who's more organic. I just want things to happen. <laughs> you know, sometimes things don't happen. You got to, you know, you got to take steps to make it happen. So in learning how to find joy in cooking, uh, I went YouTubing right? <laughs> to learn how to cook, right? And then when I started cooking again, I, you know, the meat on the grain goes this way, you cut the opposite way so that the meat's more tender and falls apart more. And so, you know, just kind of learning these things and cutting with, using my wife's knife, I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> she has this knife that, um, she got from the Asian supermarket, and it's kind of beat up already, and, and the edge of it is kind of like you know, in waves. I don't know how she managed all this time. So when I'm cooking with this, I was like, oh, I threw it away. I went searching. I saw these, oh, global knives. Yeah, those are knives. How many you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then you have all these other German knives. And I was like, oh, man, I can't afford any of these. <laughs> so I went and I found a knife that was... um. Uh, Swiss Army knife, you know, 20 bucks, good ratings. Yeah, you know, it's a good knife. But, you know, yeah, you know, doing my studies, you know, getting into it. And then from there, I was like, this can, you know, become more than just me learning how to cook. Right? It become something of a blessing for my wife as well. Once I learn how to cook, she'll eat it. it become a blessing. So we started, you know, to kind of cook more. Uh, we started to... Um, just, you know, she started to allow me to, in the kitchen to work with her to actually cook a little bit more as well. So things are going good, right? And it's become better for our family. Um, Evie, you know, I, Evie likes to eat my mac and cheese more than my wife's mac and cheese. And she knows I make some good um, chicken fries. So, yeah, so the art of finding joy as we continue to dive into this series, we recognize that, you know, there's, things that we have to do uh, in order to build that sense of wonder in us again. And Paul is calling for them to get into this unity with one another, but yet you know, he gives them, you know, the purpose behind it, the, what, what will actually sustain their mission as a church, right? And so he begins with, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Yeah, so as I read this, I was like, okay, what is it that I wanted to you know, just kind of share with our church? Right? How can we sustain our mission as a church? It's been you know, two and a half years that since God has called us to gather in this city. How do we sustain that? Yeah, we've been singing about it this whole time. And I want to just kind of you know shift our gaze again back on the one that we gather here for. Now, palms, uh, so what is the gospel? I want to just kind of begin with that. The gospel is this great, holy, and glorious God who created all things. And he created man and woman to be his image bearer, right? his glory stamp on the earth. And he gave parameters and rules and set them in a the garden. You, know, you could eat anything you want, but you can't eat from this because when you do, you will surely die. And from there, man, um, mankind decided that, you know, we pretty much in a nutshell, they decided that, hey, yes, God said we couldn't take of this, but their desire for it, their longing, you know, she saw that it was, the fruit was pleasing to the eye, that it would be good for food, and that it would, you know, bring wisdom, and so they took it, and they ate And at that moment, everything changed. This relationship that God had established with mankind was broken. At that moment, mankind decided that they would be lords over themselves. And so God, being holy, did what he had to do. He couldn't lie. And he had said, you know, if you take this, if you eat it, you will surely die. So it spins this whole world to this, uh, the world into motion, where um, it was no longer just good, but death entered into the world. And not only did man break uh, God's command, but he also broke God's heart. But because God loved the world so much, as you know, he, as the time kept going and he he kept trying to make a way, ultimately he gave his son. And today is Palm Sunday. We look at Jesus when he turned his face towards Jerusalem. When he turned his face towards Jerusalem, right? And he's, you know, he's like knowing what lies before him. He started the trek to the cross. The ultimate problem with man is that we will always want to do things our way. We will always seek our own agenda. And so Jesus came, and he lived a life that was in obedience and in love to the Father. And the gospel says this, that he came and he lived that life in obedience, and he gave that righteousness to, to you. The gospel says that this... Um, penalty of death that Jesus would come and he would take on that penalty and he would um, take the punishment away from you and set you free from it the gospel said that our ultimate enemy that Jesus would lay, was laying in the tomb three days later he would receive victory and yeah, that's what the gospel is that's what God has done for us And I was thinking about this, and I was like, you know, that's like 2,000 years ago, and how does that affect us today, you know, that a man would die for us? And Daniel said it so well earlier that it's not just any man. It wasn't just a peasant. This was the Son of God. This was God in the flesh. What he did, just as in the garden, everything changed. In in the, the garden as well, everything changed. Because man couldn't live live up and would always fall back into living the life that they wanted to live. And so as Jesus focused in on um, the cross, in his garden, Jesus would have to make a decision as well. Would he be faithful to what would happen next? And because of Jesus' obedience, he wrestled with um, the consequences of what man deserved. He said, nevertheless, your will be done. And that's the God that we have, and nevertheless kind of God. And so, just resonating a little bit with um, what Paul is sharing, right? And I was thinking, man, it's been two and a half years. How you know, how we as a as a church continue to strive together. There's been good days. There's been bad days. There's been, you know, um, days that people just feel like, man, I'm worn down. Uh, there's been days where people feel like, yeah, I'm doing well. So this hope that we have in the gospel calls us to do, um, to really hold on and cling on to each other. Mm, can someone give us some water? I've kind of dried up. <laughs> oh. My heart <laughs> is, you know. At a racing at 100 miles uh, this past few weeks, I've been uh, just in contact with different leaders and uh, trying to figure out what God's next step for us. And it's been uh, a difficult journey where I had to just really. It's been a difficult journey for us. This um, Man, every time I come here, I'm always sharing how difficult this journey has been for us. (laughs) In fact, when we first moved into um, the city, and the first week that uh, we were here, I was at the spiritual retreat. And the word that God kind of gave to me was like um, desert. (laughs) That this this season in our lives would be one that um, wouldn't be... Uh, it would it would be have a season that would have to really shape us that we would really have to be challenged, and uh, it's been a season like that as well for us. We've um, really been challenged in a lot of ways, and as we as I was you know just talking with one of the a ministry leader and they were talking about maybe an opportunity to go out and um, see if there was a church plant opportunity out in uh, the west, um, northwest of the state. And as we were sharing, he was like, you know, what kind of church do you want to plant? What kind of church do you want to plant? Um, I was kind of sharing the call that I had where God, is, God has led me here, but he's leading me back to, you know, be more of a bridge builder. Um and That's the type of church and culture that I wanted to plant. And he was sharing with me, you know, okay, so I'm hearing that you want to be in an urban area. I was like, yeah. And then he was talking about just bridge building and stuff like that. And he said, Are, do you want to, you know, would you be willing to come here, you know, to start like maybe a multicultural church because you've been, you know, Involved in that for a few years now. And I, you know, and I was thinking to myself, the call that I felt God calling us back to the Hmong churches, right? But my heart was like, man, Trinity Life Church. (laughs) It's like, you know, I don't want to leave Trinity Life Church. Right. It's it's where God's shaped me so much. It's where um, if I was to plant a church, you know, or or the church that I've been dreaming of, thinking of, it would have been like it would be Trinity Life Church. Now we're doing this Multiply training where Mike and Daniel is training a bunch of church planters, and I'm going through vision and everything. I was just like, oh, Trinity Life Church. <laughs> And so, you know, as Daniel's like trying to convince me to stay at Trinity Life Church, um, he hasn't offered the money yet. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as I, you know, I was like, man, everybody in all these other church plants and all these other states, everybody's asking, you know, this, every, this, cause see, this is dream of the church. That all these denominations everybody wants to see. This is dream and the vision of a church in the area where, you know, the least of these surrounds them. This is dream of these churches that will rise and reach the least of these that would bring all communities from people who don't have shelter to people who are doctors and um, have mansions and all this, you know, social economic. You've got multiculture and everything like that. This is dream that um, this would be the church, because that's the dream for all church planets and for churches, and everyone's chasing after that. And yet, all of our churches seem to be divided, and it seems to be built with um, you know different nationality and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that's wrong, because that's kind of the environment I'm going back into. But there's this dream of that, and as he shared, you know, what their dream was, and as another denomination leader shared that what the dream was and I was just like, man God, you've sent me in to a church that you're building, you know, that everyone's chasing for. Because at the end of the day, every tongue, every tribe, every nation will worship the Lord. And that's why, you know, and, and God calls and tells us to pray that his kingdom come right, on earth as it is in heaven. And we get a picture of heaven in Revelation. I'm telling you guys. The picture of having a revelation, we get a picture of that here now. God's forming us, God's forming Trinity Life Church. I remember when we first moved in here, you know, and the, we met the True Axis. <laughs> true pickles, right? And we started just working together and then started meeting up with each other, I started hearing his heart, how God's calling him to church plant. And then, um, you know, just working, you know, hanging out with them and then co-leading body life and building relationship community. And I felt like, yeah, you know, striding side by side. And, and this season in my life, I get to work with uh, Matt and Rachel. And it's been, you know, this relationship where, um Definitely, it's been, you know, a relation that's been such a blessing, I think, for the both of us as well. And now we're trying to figure out what does it mean to strive by side. And at the same time, I feel like we as a church, um, two and a half years, and I'm thinking, ten years from now, what is God going to do? Ten years from now, what will God do with us? Ten years from now, if I'm not here, will I hear that you guys are still striving side by side for the faith of the gospel? And so that's kind of where my heart's been at, where as we're discerning this next season in our life, um, where God's going to lead us. My heart's been here just thinking about Trinity Life. I've been thinking about, you know, the other people I work side with, so like with Steve. <laughs> I love Steve. That guy has been like, you know, probably friend for life. And so it's just awesome how God's doing things and how God's shaping us. And I want you guys to miss that, you know, because if you guys, I don't want you guys to miss that. I want you guys, to, you know, as Dan is trying to convince me, I want to convince everyone to continue to stay and be a part of what God's doing here in Trinity Life. Because the mission that he's given to us is the mission that he's, it, oh man, the mission that he's given to Trinity Life is one that just resonates with my heart. It resonates with so many other people in churches I've spoken to. So, yeah, I just want to, you know, today, um, kind of share just living my journey with you guys a little bit again, because it's been a ride that's been difficult. And as Paul is talking about um, this journey, Paul's talking about whether I come to see you, I don't come to see you. I want to find that you guys are striving side by side for the faith of the gospel.